Welcome everyone to another episode of The Rodcast. I'm sitting here with Pastor Rod and today we are talking about social media. And obviously social media is amazing. It's very powerful. There's lots of good things that come with that. And there also are some challenges and we want to get into some of those today and maybe how we can overcome them. But maybe first off, Pastor Rod, how, how do we feel about social media You know, as Christians? How do you feel? Uh, for our church and personally even? Well, it's a big part of our world now, isn't it? Um, every generation, um, older, my, my generation and younger, have to navigate uh, this incredible tool for either good or, or ill, but it's with us and we need to um, navigate it, have some philosophies or, or views as parents or as pastors. It's a big subject. I think we'll deal with some of that today. But how do I feel about it? I think it's a I think it's a gift. I think it's a gift to the body of Christ for us to be able to to get out um, across the world to people who, who who have no access to church or a Christian. They can hear the gospel. They can see something positive. Um, local church can use it. Um, we you know most of our people coming, as you know, come through some form of social media. Mm. Um, so it's an incredibly positive tool. And it's also fun to, you know, for, for me, I, I post a lot of shots of my family and, 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 and really nice people in our life and, and keep a record of that. That's our modern photo um, album, isn't it? So yeah. we're, not, we're not storing photo albums. We've got it on our phone. So a lot of great stuff there. And, um, but there is that downside that I think we're going to come to in a bit. Yeah, so... When it comes to the maybe the downsides of uh, whether that's overusing it and and the different ways that that can impact um, young people, maybe older people, kids, uh, what what have you seen? What have you seen there in Japan? I mean, you've been there now for twenty years, yeah. Uh, and I guess when you came, there was no social media. There was uh, no social media. <laughs> so, yeah. how has that impacted? I guess the people that you're reaching there in the church and. Yeah, I think every every pastor or leader have seen these seasons actually of social media. Um, so when we first came, the first six years, there was no iPhone, so it was all the the flip top phone, the turtle back. I think they called it in Japan. I had one um, of those in Tokyo, <laughs> and, and the big advance then was text. It was like, whoa, text is amazing. And then um, the iPhone came in, and it was expensive. And then um, everyone has access. Almost everywhere in the world, even even poorer countries, they've got an iPhone mm. or a um, Samsung or, or a local brand. Um, so it's, that's that's seasons of change, and mm. therefore it means Big how change. old are you to to in your season? What what was your experience? So my experience as an older person is uh, no technology. Grew up with no technology. Your your experience is probably hybrid. Um, it yeah. came in more and more through your young adult years, and so you mm-hmm. were. And you're quite good at techie stuff, Richard. So you probably were an early adopter, um, mm-hmm. but others in your generation were late adopters, or n- some not even good adopters. Uh, except yeah. what what is essential? I think that's the thing about your generation. You you learnt what was essential, mm-hmm. what and maybe a bit more. And then there's a new generation that really grew up just on you know as two year olds they were given an iPhone, an iPad. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, recently we we're in a a dinner where. Uh, people with their lovely little daughter um, gave them a, an actual picture book. It was in the in the restaurant. There was a picture book, and and the, the the little girl was trying to touch the photo of the picture book and trying to turn a page by touching the photo. 
and was very confused. And we all laughed and I thought, well, that's really an interesting picture of a generation that will not know life without this. Mm. So really, this is truly, you know, the, 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 the Gen X and then um, millennials and, and Gen Z and sub-Gen Z, I don't, I don't even know what's that called, is going to be very different. And we've got to understand it both as parents and as leaders, the, the impact on each other's lives. So my, the question you asked was, how, what have I seen? I've, seen? I've seen generational shifts and it's happening faster. And I've even heard right. like Gen Z, you can't even talk about Gen Z. It's Gen Z first part, Gen Z second part now. And, um, and, and, and that those under Gen Z, which would be, I guess, 12 to 16-year-olds, um, I guess. I don't know that. But I think as pastors and leaders, we've got to see the change, talk to our kids, church leaders, talk to our parents. Um, you know, my kids are young adults. They're not teenagers. And you, you've got young kids. I think we need to be asking questions. Um, and keeping abreast of this um, as pastors and church leaders so that we we understand the challenges, the blessings and the challenges. But definitely it's got faster. There's more data. There's more views. There's more, They're seeing more things, both good and bad. It, it's just the world we live in. So I, I, I don't think we can go back. No one's talking about going back. But no. I think we need to manage the the years and the seasons as parents and leaders. I don't know if that's an answer, but it's, it's complex. Well, when I think about uh, technology and where it's going and, you know, virtual reality and all this kind mm. of stuff that's coming in, you know, it seems like we're only going to be more interconnected. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not going back, but it's, it's shooting forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and how old are your little little guys, your boys? I got six, five, five, and three. So you're gonna you're gonna be dealing with some of that in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing yeah. to think that that you're gonna have to bring in actual um, family family guidelines, family mm-hmm. rules actually, because you're a parent and with young kids, and you can bring in rules. But um, as they get older, it needs to be more managed. But you're gonna go through that, and so it's actually good for you to. To, to talk to other parents of maybe a bit older kids or um, I'm, I'm sure your kids have got access to some sort of screen right now. And so whether it's um, a protection on it or it's mm-hmm. you, you guide them or whatever it is, there needs to be parental um, authority in the house, not just letting them have hours on their phone alone and, and they'll get to some even some bad stuff just by chance mm-hmm. or by advertising. Like, my goodness, you know. They advertise yeah. to you, and if you don't have there to say, you know, press the button, skip ad, your little kids can see a, a silly ad or a, a bad ad. That, that's another whole thing, right? The, mm-hmm. the the YouTube and these ads coming on, like um, yeah, yeah, we had actually, to pay for premium to get rid of all that stuff. Totally, yeah. I rem- I remember about ten years ago when everything was Twitter was the big one before Facebook. Um, believe it or not, and uh, I had Twitter account. And there was no ads. And all of a sudden, they brought in ads. That was about 2010, I think. Someone will correct me. but And then I got a bad ad. Like, what on earth? I didn't even – like, I wasn't expecting an ad at all. And it came on and it was a bad ad. And um, I, I actually uh, unfollowed Twitter until I realized there was a way to do premium and, and get rid of the ads. And then I went back on, although I only use it now for news. But it was a shock because it was a new – it was a new protocol for that company. And it's the same with all the, the platforms. They bring in their own rules and, you know, they, you get an update sometimes and there's, you know, 
28 pages that says, do you agree? And um, yeah. I don't know any anyone that reads all that and, and then agrees. Like we just agree and and for good or bad, that that's just the way it, it's hidden in there, right? So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, for you, your little boys, you'll be learning again and, and you'll be teaching me because I'll be asking you, what do you do with 60 year olds, six years old or eight years old? Mm. So I think as a movement, we need to keep, um, it's actually a really good discussion for the kids' yeah. church and for parents to tell us what is, what have you discovered, what's happening? Um, not, 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 not to be like, um, like anything's wrong. We just need to understand the, the shifts that are occurring. And I think when we talk about teenagers, that's even more so because they're all less supervision and more peer group mm. pressure yeah, yeah. you can form, which we'll talk about in a minute, but that, that is a real shift. Um, and then young adult years, um, I guess habits are formed for life for, for many people. So I, my answer, I think we just need to keep, keep abreast, keep, keep alert, um, learn, um, talk to parents, help parents. Um, we're not talking about scolding anyone. We're just saying, let's have discussions so we can have a more uh, meaningful because as I said at the beginning, this is not going away. It's just got to be um, managed, I guess, is a word, right? And it's uncharted territory too. It's yeah. like there's no there's no playbook for this. No. And I think right at the beginning, when when it came in, we we're also super positive about everything. Wow, we get to you know, and and it, now we realize there are pitfalls. Yeah. Um, that we must both understand and 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 share with others. Because um, there are a lot of studies now coming out showing that from 2012 where everyone had a – well, I think it was – I've seen statistics like it went from like only one quarter to almost like 80, 90% of young people had a had access to a smartphone. Yeah. Um, the price came down and everyone wanted one and there was other manufacturers and all of a sudden everyone was on um, – it was a shift. I think that's the mm-hmm. time people talk about, isn't it? 2010 to 2012, mm-hmm. um, and and the shift came in that pe- people's mental health uh, was affected definitely by certain factors. I think you've been watching some some um, podcasts about that, haven't you? Yeah, we've just uh, we, Pastor Rod and I have just looked at um, some research around social media and the rise of smartphones and. Basically, it showed uh, some charts about uh, increase in self-harm, increase in, you know, depressive, um, I don't know, just depression and, and, and its effects, in, particularly with young people and then particularly with girls, like girls even more so. There's like really um, some, some sad statistics around that and the rise of it. And also even people who are on social media longer each day being more sad. Um, I've seen statistics around that as well. Uh, yeah. So what, what, what do you think about that? Like how, how do we help young people, mm. uh, who maybe can't, who, who don't see the dangers there or, or some of the potentials for it to affect their development? I, if, if we talk about like parenting people in our household, um, I, I do think parents need to really understand the age and stage um, it's like other things. There needs to be parental discussion or, or understanding. And I think with the little like your guys, um, 
it's it's just we do this, we don't do that. But I think as right. they get older, there needs to be. I feel like that age is a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the yeah. teenagers are. Yeah. The, the challenge. Sure. I remember when my boys were your age and they thought I was perfect. It was a great age. <laughs> and and then they realized dad wasn't perfect as they got older. But it was a great age. And I used to beat them at every video game for a while until they right. got older. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, but I do think that the, the strategies need to be in there. For example, how many hours are they on it? Um, right, yeah. Um, is it taking the place of other things such as social activity or even homework? Mm-hmm. So I th- I think you're talking about teenage years, but I think it starts with little guys and mm. girls. Um, right. Okay. It's the same with anything with parenting. You 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 really by the time they reach twelve, um, they're a lot more influenced by their social group. Um, it's a shift, whether it's the year in school or their you know puberty or whatever it is. But there's a shift, and it, it moves from daddy and mummy's word to their friends, uh, you know what they think. So if you haven't given any guidelines before the 12 and you start bringing them in, it's a harder road. Mm. I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just a harder road. Mm-hmm. So we would suggest, Viv and I would suggest, you know, with, with um, you know, planning guidelines or whatever, bring in some guidelines through the years and increase the explanation as they get older. The why starts to come in. Even even eight and nine, they need to know the why. Um not not deep meanings, but just because you know, dad and mum say no because this will affect you know, blah blah. So um, that happens if 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 at age twelve the parent starts to try and con- like bring in guidelines, it's a harder road. I've already said that, but you can do it, parents. And I think that we need to do it. We need to take authority in our house that our children are not ruling um, this area. Mm. And they're off in their room for four hours every night. And you don't talk to them and see them and know what they're doing. I think that's mm. um, you, you're actually you don't know what you don't know you don't know your children so much anymore. And I think that we do have that that responsibility to help them have guidelines because sometimes if people um, you know in those years uh, and 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 this there, there was a, a video we both saw Richard by um, a doctor Jonathan Height I think his name was very yeah. interesting stats. Saying in the teenage years specifically, mental health is directly um, connected, especially with girls, to social media. And in there, he was saying that that boys um, move to other things that are you know we have to also bring um, you know guidelines such as game time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the problem of pornography comes in that we need to absolutely bring in structures and. Uh, you know, teaching and, 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 and even, you know, on their phone to make sure that they're not getting access to that stuff. And, and once again, advertising comes in and you think, whoa, how did they get into our house? But it does. So we need to explain and then – but for girls, it seems like it was a lot harder, wasn't it, that the, yeah. um, that the doctors um, research that, that girls in the teenage years were much more likely to affect each other through social relationships, um, competition self 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 love or self loathing mm. um comparisons competitiveness and i think this is the area um that we must help help people really in the church to to um to know that their identity doesn't come through that their identity comes through their through their family and god and what god says and yes there are friends there to to navigate as well actually i i do have one qu- quote from that doctor and he said this, he said, I, I can see no way to fix Instagram for minors. 
any platform that encourages children to upload photos of themselves to be rated and commented on by strangers is likely to harm many kids. Wow. I, I didn't get that far into the into that. Can oh, you that's, off his, that, that's, off, can, that's off his Twitter feed, but yeah, yeah. let me read it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see no way to fix Instagram for minors. Any platform that encourages children to upload photos of themselves to be rated and commented on by strangers is likely to harm many kids. Wow. And he, he's, he's the doctor. He's, he's the researcher that talks about, here's the stats, here's the situation. And then you're looking for him to say, well, what do we do? And he says he knows no mm-hmm. solution. Well, I think that's what we're talking about parenting, um, trying to parent kids towards the why. And they hit those years and we've got some structure and, and things about purpose and, and who you are and, and, and who God made you and, 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 and loving good social contacts and making sure the kids, people they're connecting with are positive people. Um, you know, I, we had no daughters. We've got two boys. But, you know, if I had a daughter, I, I think we'd be really be talking a lot about that. Um, how, you know, you're, 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 you're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're, you're, you're God's, God's design. You're exactly what God wanted. And when you start seeing comparisons, I know you, you're exactly – and I, that, that's a bit simplistic. I know it's difficult and deep, but I think mm. that's where it has to start and, and really driving into how, how, how wonderful and beautifully made we are. You know, there's that great psalm, Psalm 139, where King David says, I know I was made in my mother's womb and I, I'm, I'm wonderfully and beautifully made, which almost sounds like narcissism, like as an adult to say that, but right. I think it's positive to see through the eyes of God's creation that we teach our boys and girls, you are, you are made beautifully. You're exactly what God wanted. And yes, we all have flaws. We all maybe wish we had something else, you know, maybe I wish I had more athletic ability or whatever. Right now I wish I had more hair. <laughs> I'm glad I got married early <laughs> before the hair went. But um, we've all got flaws. Um, we, ha- we're not, we haven't got perfect skin. Um, but you are absolutely the, the, the image, made in the image of God, boys and girls, and um, loved deeply by God. And we've just got to keep saying that to our kids, hey. I, I know you do that with your boys, eh? Tell, t- tell me. Even little boys, what, what's your um, some of the things you say to your, your boys? Like, like affirming, affirming, aff- affirmations. Uh, yeah, right. We, I, I'd call them champions all the time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we just say I love you to them yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, and that they're smart because they are. They're actually yep. very sharp, all four sure. of them. Um, mm. And yeah, just... I don't know. Looking, you look. You got to look for opportunities to encourage them. So yeah, when they do great. well in something, mm. um, when they're funny, we encourage that. Like <laughs> we've got some kids that are funnier than others, and the, the more entertainers of the family, and then others are more thinkers and very creative. And so, yeah, we're we're encouraging what they're doing, their behavior. Encourage them when they ha- when they help each other. Yeah. Um, just yesterday, uh, one of my boys won a prize at school and he gave it to his friend and because his friend liked it and you know he was generous and yeah so we really encouraged him um it's great yeah well keep keep doing it because that's what we did too all all through our our years i remember when when monty 
my eldest boy when he was little, you know, love you, Monty, every night, love you, pray, God, you know, bless Monty. And when he got older, I, I can't remember what age it was. Maybe it was like 10 or something. I can't remember. I have to, I think he remembers it. He said to me, and I said, Monty, we love you. And he said, oh, Dad, you always say that. And I said, um, do you want me to stop saying it? And he, he, he stopped like for about, <laughs> I don't know, five seconds, 10 seconds. And he said, no, you keep telling me, keep telling me. And um, <laughs> yeah, you can't overdo that one. No. And, and say to the girls, you, you're, you're special and you're beautiful and, and God made you. And um, I think that's our parental um, responsibility. Some people here in, in Japan say we're not, we don't say things like that. And I say, well, I think it's a habit we need to form. Uh, to be yes, affirm with hands and 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 you know loving and arm around and but affirming with words are very important about this area. Like like you are you are wonderful, wonderfully made, just like King David said there. Psalm one hundred and thirty nine. Everyone read it. It's amazing. I think when they hit teenage years, we've had we have to establish that in them. Then when they start seeing competitiveness, which they will, and they'll see parties where they're not invited. And there'll be the, the football team that they weren't invited to that barbecue. And we start seeing this comparison and, and being left out of things. And we need to help build self-esteem at, at those times. And if, if a lot of it's just is going to be there. It's like no one has a bad intent. Mm, yeah. um, and we just need to explain, hey, you, you can't be popular with everyone or um, you know, who are your real friends and let's talk about that. But if something's actually really... Um, pointed over and over like you're not invited to this I think we have to then talk about what are we what are we watching what 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 are you who are you following because sometimes people do that for their own you know you know make themselves feel better and we just have to help bring guidelines and 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 balance you know I think you know when I grew up there was none of this stuff and I think if I knew there was parties I weren't invited to and there was football barbecues I weren't invited to, I would feel worse. But I didn't know, right? Mm, yeah. I, I, just, I just didn't know, but now you do. That is a new world. That is a really new thing that we have to help our teenagers through that um, you is don't that have FOMO? to be friends. Fear of missing out? Yeah, I, absolutely. That's a new concept, right? Because mm. back then we just didn't know we were missing out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless someone told us. We, we just didn't know. Um, and, of course, we weren't looking at a phone all the time. We were out doing more outdoor activities mm. and probably getting healthy in, in some other ways. But I think we have to help people understand this, that, that, that social media, um, some people are mean. There's movies about that, right? And, and some people are just mean and, and really is that the And a lot friend? more mean online than they would be in person too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amplified. Yeah, and hence that the doctor's quote there, I don't know what to do about it. Well, I think we as parents need to have a big part in that. And then let me come to, you know, like like university students, young adults that come into the church or come into our, our sphere, that we, we can't treat them like children, nor do we try, but we might need to help them get habits that they never learned. Because as young adults come in, we do see this, where people are deeply affected by yeah. not being invited to something or that they're not good enough or whatever. And I think we do have to teach as a church that you need to choose your friends wisely and you need to choose what you watch wisely. Not legalistic like we're going to help you, but 
you need to have some restrictions or guidelines. And, um, you know, if, if I see things that, that I don't need that, that, that make me feel um, lesser, I need to think about that. Did I need to see that? Um, or if, do I see it often um, and, and actually make decisions about who I'm, who I'm following or, or how I'm following or, or how that makes me feel or thinking through that? So as young adults, we do talk to people about habits. And again, let me say the church does not bring in uh, guidelines or rules, but we must teach philosophy of life that that life is about your daily habits. And I was just talking to one of our pastors the other day and he said, have you ever got onto that app that, that shows you how many hours you spend on each app every week? And I said, no. And he said, it's shocking. It's shocking for him to look and see which apps he used for how many hours every week. So that's just habit. I, I don't think um, we think too much about that. It's just um, the whole thing of just picking up the phone, isn't it? This, this, this mm-hmm. is the habit. It's just all the time. And so you you go somewhere and it's just all on this. I was um, I was here in Japan. I had to get my license renewed um, every three years and um, I just, just did it. And there's a two-hour lecture sometimes you have to go to. Right. And a whole like 100 people in a hall and there's 10 halls. So that's like 900 people, 1,000 people all doing this. And in my room. Japanese only, right? Yeah. I think I in did Japanese that before. Yeah. yeah. And half the, half the room was like actually like asleep and half them were on their phone and a few were looking at that. But here's a lecture, a formal lecture to get your license and everyone was on their phone. And um, I just think that I'm talking about the habit. I'm just talking about the habit that that we are the, the phone in hand generation. And um, it, it, it what are you looking at? What, what apps are you looking at or what? And if stuff makes you feel bad, and here's my point, stuff makes you feel bad, I think you need to analyze that and say, is that helpful? Is that, is that, is that what I should be seeing? Personally, make decisions about good habits. you got any thoughts on that for young adults? Or Yeah, I do because I've been experimenting with this myself. And um, one thing that I tried doing was I, I felt like I was going to Instagram at any moment where there was a like a, I had a minute spare, you know, in an elevator yeah. or whatever. And I just felt that it was too much. Mm. And so I moved the Instagram app from my home screen. So it's still on my phone, but I hit it and it just made it a bit, a few more screens to go through. And it's amazing. Even that changed how often I used it. Yeah. So just a very practical thing like that. But then also I think other things is, is, what you what you were talking about with monitoring what like how you feel as you consume something so what am i feeding on yeah and uh there's mute features on some of those apps that Mm -hmm. i probably what i wasn't using i was just following Mm. i don't know all my friends or whatever in in my world and i think yeah sometimes sometimes the mute button is good yeah uh, I would agree with that. For a season. I think the, the mute button, if you're not aware of it on Instagram, is a great button to investigate. Um, you're still their friend, but you're not seeing their live feed all the time. And But you can interact. And I think that doesn't mean you're... Re- I think it's really important. We're not rejecting people. It's really important because here mm-hmm. in Japan, 
that's a big deal. Are you rejecting someone on, on, on your social media? And mm-hmm. it's not rejecting. It's just sort of putting on hold until I'm ready. And um, mm-hmm. we're still friends. We're all good. Well, that's the difference, the mute versus the unfollow, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, there is something. It's significant yeah. to people. And I think yeah. people are only really discovering the mute button still. Um, I discovered it a couple of years ago, and I, I think some people don't know about it. Um, it is really good. And uh, it gives you control of uh, what you're seeing um, when you do look at your feed. Um, but like you said, I think that putting it on, away or not look like physically a new habit, I'm not going to look every every minute or every spare minute or I'm not going to look at those 100 different people when I do, which is that that's a lot of time. Um, I think it's really important. I just want to um, bring in a Bible verse. Um, mm. I've been thinking about this Bible verse since we – planned on talking about this richard it's um from first timothy 4 8 and paul is writing to timothy a pastor about a gymnasium now the gymnasium in their days was different than today but it was really like a big club and and it was like a social thing it was it was more than just lifting weights like today go to the gym and you often do your own thing but the gym in in paul's day was very much a social place maybe a club they think Mm. club and, and he's saying here about value of habits. And, and verse 7 says, rather train yourself to be godly for physical training. That's the Bible word gymnasium. It is actually that word in the Greek. For gymnasium is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. And so, again, it's this thing of balance. And this is probably where I think we need to maybe end this somehow is mm-hmm. uh, social media is a balance, isn't it? Um, yeah. Who you watch, who you don't how long, how not, what your kids, different ages, stages, it's, it's going to be about um, balance. And what Paul is saying here is, hey, don't get stuck into the gymnasium so much it affects your personal life, affects your, your godly life, affects your value, affects your, your future, your, your vision, your purpose. And we start to bring in bigger words. And Paul here is not saying don't go to the gymnasium. He's just saying... Right. In the balance of all things, put godliness and purpose above your gymnasium. And so I would say the same for us. Uh, and, a, and a teaching word here is, is to put your purpose and your values and your true friendships above social media. Use social media, but it's not the boss of me and the boss of you. Well, I, you know, that's the way I mm-hmm. see it. Um, so let me just read it again. That, that, um, Training yourself to be godly. Where do you want to go in life? What, what's your goals? So I am talking to young adults here now as we, we sort of finish high school yep. as young adults and even people in the 30s and 40s, you know, even up to my age, is, is godly values are more important than social media. Social media should remain a tool. It, it, it will help build, build businesses for many people, but it's still a tool and it's not the boss. The boss is God. He, he designed us, created us for one life to do great things for him, build a great marriage, great home for kids, great friendships, love the local church, do great things for God. That's the values that should be above. And if social media gets out of whack and becomes higher than that, I, I would just say to people, you, you, it's going to affect your life goals. Yeah. It, it will eventually affect self-esteem and may affect you know, your life goals. You may waste years. And, and as a pastor over... 
35 years, I've seen many people say to me, I wish I had made those decisions when I was 25 or 20, 28 or 35. You hear that a lot. I wish I had made better decisions because it's affected the rest of my life. And I would say to anyone right now, you have the chance right now to affect the rest of your life. I'm sort of preaching right now, aren't I? But anyway, I think it's good. going out, going out, um, godliness has value for all things. Purpose has value for all things. Social mm. media has value for some things. So just mm. like Paul's Day Gymnasium, is it wrong? No. Do I stop going? No. It's just the balancing of putting the big things first every day. And we do that through journaling and reading the word and praying and good friendships and church and worship and just keeping godly values above social media. So that was my big preach. That's great. I think it's a great place to end it. And uh, yeah, w- wishing everyone here can grow in this area of wisdom in our use of social media. Thanks, Pastor Rod. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.